Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the New Model Advisor podcast. My name is James Fitzgerald and today I'm speaking with Anthony Morrow, founder of digital advice firm Open Money. Anthony, welcome to you and thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, James. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. There's been quite a lot of movement in the digital advice space in recent months. Uh, a few examples, Nutmeg has seen profits drop and has seen senior staff leave the business over the last 12 months. Scalable shut up its UK business a month or two ago and Royal London have recently bought Wealth Wizards. Um, it's all happening in the digital advice space at the moment. And in addition to this, in a paper last year, the FCA said that it thinks digital advice is a positive thing and if the sector grows, it will lead to more access to advice for clients. So my question, first question to you would be, what does this sell-off of digital wealth firms mean for the digital advice sector? Well, I think I think the FCA are on the right on the money there in the in this uh, in the sense that uh, the use of technology is clearly going to be uh, really important for making advice accessible and affordable for for more people. You know, mm. advice clearly is the you know the gold standard that people should you know should look for when when making decisions on money and how you know, and how they invest the money um so anything that can help more people get that gold standard is to be is to be welcomed clearly it's a it's a difficult market at the moment uh and one that is evolving quickly um but mm. You know, some of the names you mentioned there, they've been in it a while, you know, so someone like Scalable, um, you know, rather than, I think, closing their UK business, I think they've just sort of redirected it to more of a B2B uh, solution. Uh, Nutmeg, you know, yeah. Nutmeg were the first around really, weren't they? So they've been, a, they've been there for a while. So I think that just shows what a difficult uh, space it is and uh, to um to get customers using your your product well digital advice or even remote advice has kind of been taken on by everybody um whether it be digital advice firms uh or just you know your stock standard advisors over the past 12 months for pandemic related reasons obviously so it's obviously crucially important as the fca has said too where do you think this market's going to head over the next 12 months is this is it positive or negative news? I think it's positive. I think it's positive for advisors. I think it's positive for customers. Um, I think using technology, even even traditional advisory firms, you're seeing and you know I'm reading all the time that um, they are looking to um, use tech, engage with technology more in their, in their businesses as a means to how they communicate, how they deliver their service to, to customers, uh, all of which can only be, can, can only be a positive. If, you know, if it's something that's going to improve, um, customer outcomes, then it should be, it should be welcomed. And, you know, advisors do a great job, um, in, you know, increasingly trying circumstances with the various you know, increases in fees, you know, one scam after another, um, mm. you know, it's, it's now where the value of what advisors do should really be at the forefront of what's being shouted out by the industry and not, you know, sadly more examples of some of the bad things that the industry can do. Um, 
and you know using technology means that advisors can get in front of more customers in in a way that customers want to to engage with so yeah it's definitely a positive well in terms of engaging with those types of clients does it does it give access uh clients access rather to you know more basic advice more advice that they really need instead of um you know life planning or retirement planning is it more nuts and bolts advice that um you know the general public can actually utilize and use instead of you know going down the rabbit hole of um full frontal advice if you will with a financial advisor yeah well i mean i might i'm of the view that actually somebody who's got no cash savings some unsecured credit card debt um and is looking to start planning for the future i would say their circumstances are far more complicated than somebody who's got quarter of a million quid in investable assets no mortgage Mm. and is looking for you know some ideas on how to invest for an income you know one of those is a really complicated set of circumstances need other isn't um so when we say talk around basic and and simple and simple advice um i'm not sure what those descriptions are necessarily being placed on um I think it's certainly anything that can help those customers in that situation with the debt and not a lot of cash make better decisions um, before they make, you know, the wrong ones, you know, uh, which, you know, happens far too often um, is good. And technology definitely is the case. Definitely, definitely is the way to do that. You know, it's something that we're looking to do. Uh, and you know we're building that out this year even more than what we've been doing over the last 12 months uh and there are several examples out there of services where we'll you know those people for whom traditional advice um just isn't there for them at the moment and that is what the fca is talking about isn't it like you know if you if you peek behind the curtains when they talk about the the advice gap and people wanting advice and you know, needing more financial advisors to come into the sector. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, you know, Joe Bloggs with 500 million to invest. It's those people that, you know, are struggling financially and you know, actually need that help. Would that be a right assessment? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's a much bigger space than those people who've got plenty of cash and, you know, are willing to uh, meet, the, meet the requirements of seeing a traditional advisor. Um, and a lot of the people, you know, if you look at sort of the numbers that we've shown since we, we launched almost four years ago, then we're up at nearly 70% of customers who come to us aren't investors. Uh, and that's from, well, well over 80,000 now. Um, so that's the space. Now, obviously, we don't target those customers who've got, you know, £100,000 or something. So, you know, obviously, we're fishing, fishing in a different pond. But um it's a, that is that's the much bigger market um of people who are looking for advice on what to do with their money and at the moment the offerings out there are really do it yourself sort of guidance type things uh and um uh, and and debt charities and 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 influencers and people like um Martin Lewis and people like that. So yeah, anything that can improve that is, you know, should be, should be uh, encouraged, I think. 
Mm. No, very much so. And you know, even now, like the vaccines are here. They, from what you know, we've all read and heard, they work. Hopefully, um, and the roadmap to the end of lockdown is out now. So things should be getting a little rosier in the next few months. Again, hopefully, but a lot of people are still you know, either furloughed, out of work, or in financial distress. How do you see? the levels of clients reaching out to a company such as yours for advice over the next 12 months, it's critically important that, you know, their service like yours is available. Is that not correct? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, as weird as it is to say, you know, we've had an incredible 12 months in terms mm. of new customers, you know, pretty much every metric, we've almost trebled everything. Um, and that's really down to the fact that, you know, more people have got, more time on the hands and and secondly you know it's really peaked an interest in people's finances you know the the security and really getting an understanding of you know what they've got or you know what they haven't got um and yeah i think it's easy to forget that coming into the pandemic you know there was there was a lot of challenges for the economy and an, and an increasing number of people uh, with regards mm. to their finances. So our, you know, our advice gap report that we produced and we did the field work for just before, you know, in uh, middle of February, um, had some pretty stark statistics in there with regards to people's ability to meet bills, you know, over indebtedness. Um, so it, you know, it's, not going to have improved over the last 12 months. So we are currently just starting to do the groundwork for a post pandemic or this year's rather um, uh, uh, advice gap. And, you know, we're expecting a lot of the numbers in there to be to be worse, some of them significantly so. So actually, the need for people to be able to um, get help with regards to their finances, and for the, for a lot of those people, it isn't going to be how to, you know, avoid inheritance tax or maximise, you know, pension contributions. It's going to be, you know, real financial advice on money. Hmm. You mentioned open money has done had quite a good um, had quite a good twelve hmm. months um, in you know twenty twenty and to date so far this year. What what has been your highlight? of the year, you know, in what, um, what has been a, a dark and dreary year? What's been the highlight for open money and yourself? Ooh. Throwing it on uh, well, it, Yeah, it is. Um, I think continuing to continue to grow and continue, continuing to deliver, you know, new services and really good customer services to our customers, um, despite pretty much spending a year out of the office. So we've taken on 40, probably 40 people, 40 odd people in, since the pandemic started. So just so just onboarding those people and bringing them into the business and, and, and as well as making sure all our other uh, employees are staying, you know, fit and healthy and engaged um, has been a real, as a real challenge. And I think it's a challenge that we've met that we've met pretty well, so I'm 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 proud I'm proud about what we've done there. Um, obviously, continuing to deliver some great features uh, in that time uh, has been 
has been really important uh, and you know will continue throughout this year and into next with things like the mortgage proposition you know which you know should have gone live last year and we postponed that because mm. you know who knew what mortgage market was going to be uh, and that sort of afforded us an extra almost an extra year developing that proposition um, which we'll see the benefit of when it when it finally goes live in the uh, in the summer so i think that's going to be a real um uh, a real benefit uh for both our existing customers so obviously we've got a lot of our customers are are, are younger uh and therefore buying a house is a you know we want to move it from a dream to an ambition <laughs> and if we can help them do that then you know that's that's going to be a positive and it's just you know adds to the adds to the sort of things we can talk to customers about no great and as um a millennial living in central london i can totally relate to the uh the buying of a house yeah problem. well you don't need a mortgage um, you need a lottery win don't you yes yes i do i do um who, in terms of open money staff, who has stood out to you this year? Who's gone above and beyond? Um, ooh, it's always difficult, that, isn't it, to, uh, to do this? I know picking you your, out. Picking your favourite kid. Uh, yeah. uh, well, that's an easy one, that. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I would think, just because they've been with us so long, Will, who who's our sort of, you know, one of our advisors and has actually stepped up. So Haley, who who heads up our advice business, um, has gone off on maternity leave and, you know, and mm -hmm. Will has stepped up there. And Will's been with us right from the start. He's started as a graduate and he's now a chartered advisor. Uh, and obviously, as you know, part of our plan is to, uh, it's, you know, just to create uh, chartered advisors. So we've got three mm. at the moment. We've got another three who are um, being trained up uh, are on their way to that, and the idea is to is, is to keep growing those as the business grows and the and the needs of our customers grow. So that really the chartered, you know, a chartered advisor is is the norm. You know, that's mm. what you're getting. So you know, it, it's a hallmark of quality and and Will's ability to do that and to get there in sh such a short uh, space of time, a plus being able to take on the responsibilities, not only, you know, overseeing a team, but also with real influence in terms of how the systems and the, and the, and the services of the app and the on and the web portal, how that all feeds into the advice, you know, for someone his age is, you know, it's pretty remarkable, I think. No, it's great to see in, in perfect world, in a perfect world, rather moving forward how many chartered advisors do you want in the in the business well, what's the what's the what's the great number what's the uh, oh well, i don't know but you know we can where we expect to get to over the next you know three to four years you, you you've got to remember that the, the the system itself uh does all the info does all the advice and produces it so if you never wanted to speak to a human again you wouldn't have to the the mm the availability of being able to book a, an appointment with a with a chartered advisor really acts as a, a comfort blanket for customers particularly those mm. who not you know not used technology before and just feel slightly reluctant about pressing fire on the 
you know on the phone or on the or on the laptop and they and they want to do that but we would expect um you know it to be more you know the the use of the advisors to really be there to uh iron out any problems that the the system itself can't can't deliver but you know you could easily see us being up at 15 20 over the next you know three to four years by the end of by 2025 hmm. yeah perfect perfect and i want to get back to one of my first two questions especially with the uh the very 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 fresh news that um Parmenian has been bought by a private equity yep. company. Uh, private equity are making quite a few waves um, in the advice sector um, over the last, will have over the last 12 months or so, snapping up platforms and advice firms left, mm. right, centre. Good, bad? Is it a positive? How do you see it? Oh, well, I think it's good, always good if you've got interest. It's good for, it's good for the sector, I think, um, if you've got interest mm. from professional investors, because um, they're obviously seeing that there's some value and opportunity there. Um, I think some of the stories around how good it is for customers might be a bit on the scaremongery side. You know, certainly the private equity firms that I know uh, are pretty savvy in terms of you know what they invest in and how they and how they see a return return coming. So anything that you know would destroy value as blatantly as treating customers badly um, doesn't doesn't make much sense to me um, but no I think it's I think it's good you know private equity money going into consolidating IFA isn't a new thing yeah that's been good you know no. the consolidation of the IFA market has been spoken about for probably the best part of 15 years um, and there's a lot of consolidation to to go if you look at how fragmented the market is there's a lot to go on um you know the average age although to be fair the average age never changes does it it's always 55 or 56 isn't it it has, it has, <laughs> it been, for, it has been forever so um i think we might need a new census on that one um yeah, yeah but no i think it's good you know I'd, I'd rather be part of an industry that had external people wanting to invest in it than one where people just think it's a you know it's a dead duck. Well, I mean, advice, yeah, look, advice, advice isn't going to get less important. You know, it's no. going to be, you know, financial advice is a really, um, is a really great thing for as many people to have access to. They can, you know, we know that people who take advice really benefit from it. That isn't going mm. to change now. In fact, it's going to become even more so. So, you know that is the the challenge for the advice sector is how do they how how do we get more people using it that's that's the thing it's not going to be a case of right well people are just never going to you know people are going to stop using advice it's just not going to happen it's just you know people have called that for so long that mm. it just doesn't it doesn't you know it just doesn't happen and you can't say that because someone's on tiktok that you know, in 10 years time when they're in the early thirties and they've got a family and things like that, that they're, they're suddenly going to go, Oh no, I watched that 10 second video and I'm all right with this. I can do it myself. They're not, it just doesn't, doesn't will like that. You know, I didn't even know what a financial advisor was when I was 18. Mm. 
I like the TikTok mm. reference there. Um, yeah, I don't think that's the, that is the problem as much as those um, videos do. Oh, I mean, some of them are pretty awful. Me. I mean, they certainly I mean, they are, aren't they? I mean, a lot of production, a lot of the, uh, yeah, a lot of that influencer stuff and all the people on there. They're just it's like a bloody wild west. <laughs> you got people saying everything. And you're just like, whoa, back up. If I said half that, if I said was... half the stuff I see on, no, no, I don't see on TikTok. I don't know who I'm kidding there. You I'm, on TikTok? No, I'm not on TikTok. I think that would be. I think I'd be. I'd be shunned by everyone, family, colleagues. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I've got a future on TikTok. I'm just about just no. about getting my head around Instagram at the moment. Uh, no, and, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm not particularly uh, comfortable with that. But I think some of the some of the unregulated stuff that's going around is really unhelpful. Dangerous. Is that Dangerous only just going to yeah, hurt? hurt the advice sector down the track i mean as you i think what you were just about to say is you know if an advisor tried to you know promote or do or try to promote that stuff on tiktok that these influencers are doing then the fca would be knocking on the oh board absolutely and, without a shadow of a doubt without, but, a, without a shadow of a doubt i mean i saw something on twitter i'm a bit more comfortable in twitter because it doesn't take much and you know you can just type whatever it is you're thinking at that moment in time and be you know and mm. be confident that in 10 seconds, everyone's moved on. And um, so it didn't really matter. Um, but I saw something where on the side of a bus, there was a um, blockchain, Bitcoin type, one of those crypto. Um, oh, uh, yes, the Bitcoin ads. Uh, on the you know, and it was on the side of a bus and there was no risk warning. You know, I mean, I, you know, it was just, it was a ridiculous advert. Um, and you just think, my God. I think it was something like, if you're seeing this on the side of a bus, it's time to buy. Mm. Mm. I'm hoping it was just one of those sort of parody. Ad- yeah, like yeah. Ads. but but yeah. it you know it's uh you know it's not it's not a million miles away from what you actually see, is it on um, on some of the social channels? So that needs that mm. needs clamping down, particularly on the back of all the reports you're hearing about scams increasing over the last twelve months particularly pension scams. Mm. Another thing for the FCA yeah, to work It's hard on. work for the FCA. It's a really tough gig, the FCA. I'm glad I, I'm glad mm. I don't work at the regulator. I think the regulator is <laughs> probably glad I don't work there either, but um, it's, it is hard. You know, they've got a, they've got a pretty thankless task. Indeed they do. Indeed if they, they do. If, 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 if they were to do everything we want them to do, well, you know, our fees would be tenfold of what they are now. Well, I suppose that's the that's the problem, isn't it? Um, new scams, you know, it seemingly rock up every couple of weeks. Um, you know, you had Phoenix and then you had life lifeboating is the new term now, um, the new buzzwords. Um, yeah, and doing a feature on it a few months ago, they had you know, the list of you know, potential scams the FCA is chasing or discovering is you know huge length of my mm. arm, and and that that's the that's the thing, isn't it? If they are to tackle all of them themselves, then advisors will have to pay more and more fees. Well, they will do. I mean, you know, they, we're dealing with criminals. You know, they're not. You know, they, they don't make themselves easy to find. Well, it's a big difference between you know robbing a service station and you know doing a a TikTok. 
or you know setting up a you know a dodgy company and you know doing it that way through introducers and what have you there's there's so many different ways you can you can scam people mm. so it's you know catching them in the nets whether it be working with the police or um you know other various government departments isn't an easy task well yeah but then that's it and you know these people are deliberately setting out to do things that they know aren't right so mm. trying to find those people before they do it is is tough without it becoming you know without it encroaching on you know people who are actually doing the right thing And it just hurts the whole second. Yeah, what well, would do? You know, you want you you want a you want a more visible regulator. Hmm. Then that's going to mean them being more visible to everyone because you can't just expect them to only deal with criminals. Because you know, how do you find them in the first place? Hmm. So it's it, it it's tough. It's tough, and and with certain with. The industry moving on so quickly and their remit expanding all the time um the the job just gets harder and they, I, I guess they've just got to prioritize prioritize risks and what they think have the biggest potential impact to customers well i suppose it's like any mm. business isn't it i mean yes that that financial watchdog but anyways, you've got to do risk assessments and, as you said, pick and choose, unfortunately, pick and choose which ones are going to you know, lead to the most client detriment mm. or harm. Yep. Mm, no, it's definitely a tough gig. Um, well, we could bang on about regulations till the cows oh, come don't. home. No, 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 I don't no. do that today. But um, before mm. I let you go, where do you want to see open money at the end of next year? In a perfect world, vaccine works perfectly, pandemic's gone, we're all at the pub again. Well, that would be great. That, that you know that will be that will be great. Um, I think continuing to grow. I mean, you know, we're in terms of customer numbers. You know, we'll end the year probably around about a hundred thousand uh, assets. You know, we're tracking. You know, we should be a couple of hundred million. You know, probably one eighty, two hundred by the end of the year. Work life, work life is going well. So the you know the uh, employee benefit platform um you know that's that's growing with that's just about that's t- it's taken longer than than we'd hoped but um with everything that's going on yeah that's probably not a surprise but it's it's finally starting to get some momentum uh so that's good and then the launch of uh, and the launch of mortgages so so that'd be good um you know along with the with the app going into you know insurances credit cards loans you know, get into that one one stop shop. That my ambition is, you know, we'll we'll, we'll be there sometime in probably twenty twenty three. I would have thought. Mm. 